Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network. Follow us on Twitter at the Riot Network to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, love us where you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me, as always, Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, and is maybe the only person on the internet who is excited for Goldberg's return to the WWE. I watched your segment last night. I rewound it like three times just, just to keep watching it. Well, it was right before I went on to CSL. Hello, Nikki. Hello, listeners. Hello. Happy New Year to everybody. I think this is our first episode of 2021. It's going to be a great year. Everything is just stock up emoji from here. Um, And I think that that we are going to... um, Yeah, uh, your, your roommate, Christian, texted me that Goldberg had just returned right before I went on CSL Fox 46. You're home for live sports shows i don't know what it's what the slogan is for it but um you should watch that show it's on at 11 o'clock on fox 46 and uh, i'm excited i like goldberg he's my favorite wrestler i don't care i don't also i don't watch wrestling anymore i haven't watched it since i was in high school but when i was in high school goldberg crushing it also jewish i love that you even had a background last night that's that's what really i think set it apart the best part about being on zoom when you're on these things is you could just like if you get the feeling for it you can really like if you hustle you could type out get a virtual background and really make some jokes pop uh if you if you want to (laughs) so that's my that's what i that's what i tried to do last night (laughs) our other partner in crime colin hoggard columnist and contributor for the riot report wants everyone to remember he said the panthers would finish third in the nfc south doesn't necessarily want to remind you guys, though, that he thought they would make the playoffs. Not not yeah. just – whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Not just third, but third because of Atlanta. Because Atlanta could always Atlanta. Um, but then, I was listening back to that episode when we were talking about – because I was trying to find the win totals to, mm-hmm. see, to really throw it in our face because I knew – I wasn't sure whether any of us had picked 5-11. and 11, And I just, like, happened to click into – you being like, hey, Panthers to make the playoffs at plus 500. I would take that bet. And I was like, oh, boy, I'm, this, this has got to get talked about. Yeah, well, you know, they missed the playoffs by, what, three games, and they lost four games by a combined 10 points. I was, I was clearly way off. And, and they didn't have CMC. I'm sure the guy that averaged two touchdowns per game wouldn't have made a difference in any of those contests either. So it was within the window. It was within the window. And I would just like to point out that, that makes window. me the optimist around here. Very Colin's optimist. the optimist. <laughs> oh, and Doug Peterson is coaching to win. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> is that your hot take? That, no, that's what he said after the game. Sounded an awful lot like somebody else, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Got to be true. <laughs> Let's bring on our guest on the one-day contract this week, Vashti Hurt, founder and editor-in-chief for Carolina Blitz, co-host of the Quick Blitz podcast on the Riot Network. And while the rest of us are wrapping up Panther season, she's getting started covering every single sport in the Carolinas. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Vashti, where are you going? What's the next game that you're covering? Uh, Clemson and UNC. So okay. that's Saturday, I believe. Um, but everybody's on the road and then Duke is not playing, not allowing media to come inside. So which, which of the, which of the many sports that you cover is your favorite to game to attend and then just team to cover just in general? It's gotta be 
I'm, I love college basketball. That's my baby. And Duke versus UNC at Cameron. Um, my favorite, that was, that's the favorite, the game I get most excited to cover. The best game I've covered was Duke versus UNC in the ACC semifinal in Charlotte. The Zion years with Zion and Kobe. It was just, that was the best game I've probably ever covered. It was, it was dope. Ah, yes. The Heels versus Duke in Cameron. When their students camp out for a month to watch our players just one time. (laughs) Well, we start the show with Nikki's super important question. So for this week, I need a playoff prediction from all of you. Maybe a bold playoff prediction from all of you. Hmm. What Um, do we got? Okay. Uh, I'll give you a bold playoff prediction. Um, I think that the, well, whatever, I'll just say it. I think the Washington football team is going to beat Tampa Bay on Saturday night. Um, oh my gosh, that was going to be mine, Josh. Oh, that's right. Uh-oh. First, oh, on no. this show, you jump <laughs> oh, no. in because just you will get bail, bail on this prediction, y'all. Bail <laughs> on it because we were going to go three for three, which means it ain't happening. There's no way we're all three right about that one. That was insane. Oh man, no, that's uh, I, I mean, everybody. There, there's always a huge upset, right? And it's either, and it's, it's either in my mind, it's either Washington or it's Chicago. And I think it's like once we get to Friday, when we get to the point where everybody is just like, well, like when they talk about like, well, when the Saints get to the second round, they're going to be facing off against, and they like start talking like that. That's when I think the Bears. But everybody, especially when you got Ron is talking about rotating, uh, Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith, like. Who boy, but you know what? They play the games, they, they play them, and, and thing, crazy things have happened. I can't believe that everybody was going to say the same thing. I mean, I can, I, but. Well, I think Chase Young, Chase was... Young, yeah. <laughs> That's it. We just trail off after Chase Young. Is that it? That's what it really is. But uh, I think the question will be whether or not Washington can, can score enough. Is anybody bold enough to predict? It won't be Kansas City because I'm still not there yet. No, I'm not there yet. No, I think it's Packers Chiefs, and I think it's um, I, I kind of have thought that for the past, for like two months. I mean, man, there was a point where it was just during Week 17 where I wasn't really paying attention to that Packers game, and you looked up and it was like Aaron Rodgers, 11 for 11, 150 yards and two touchdowns. And it's just like, and and the Bears were like fighting for their playoff lives, and he's just like casually just. Boop, touchdown. Like, he doesn't, even, he doesn't even try anymore. Doesn't that make what the Panthers were able to do against him even more impressive? Yes, it does. I, I think there, there were moments, and we're going to talk about it this, during this episode, there were moments this year that, that just, like, that should have you hopeful for next year and, and the year after. There were also moments that make, should make you a little sad. But that's fine. That's what happens when you're rebuilding. You have bad games, but you also – it's the good moments. It's when you – when they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs, when they, uh, when they, you know, held the Packers to whatever they did in the second half. Those kind of things you have to take with you. But then, uh, you know, you have to build on those things, which is what a lot of people – it, I, I feel like on social media, they have trouble understanding that you have to like, it's a long con here. Like yeah. it's a long game. It's a long game. Well, let's jump into Panthers talk. We're going to start with quarterbacks. So no vote of confidence from rule for Teddy. What did you guys think about that and his words? 
Well, Teddy didn't earn it. I don't think Matt Rule's inclined to be the somebody that's going to give uh, a guy a vote of confidence anyways. He's, he's shown that since he's been here. Um, like maybe a lot of guys haven't earned it to this point. Uh, but I don't think Teddy earned it, and I think Teddy knows it. And that doesn't mean I don't think he comes in as the, as the QB1 next year. But um, I'm not surprised. He, he could have slammed the door shut. He could have said, hey, I'm here to be Jake DeLome 2.0. Let's go build around me. He didn't do that this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, you go 0-8 on game-winning drives and, you know, and it, it, it progressively got worse as as the season came to a close. And it, it, I know that Teddy – and honest, honestly, I saw Teddy's demeanor change in the press conferences. He just seemed, like, worn down. And I think – and it, the crazy thing is, in the season-ending press conference, he just seemed lighter again. So I, I could see that the the – the season was getting to him. The pressure was getting to him. And then there was kind of like this burden lifted off of him once the season was over. And um, it'll be interesting to see how he returns next year. But, I mean, I respect Rule for his candor, and I appreciate that because anybody who's watching the Panthers, I mean, doesn't really have much confidence in Teddy Bridgewater at this point. Yeah, I think we, we're all kind of getting a feel for, for Matt Rule. And I think what we have now, what we now know is that he doesn't want to really talk about, talk badly about the players in season. But once that season's over, I, I think he's not scared to be like, yeah, Teddy was bad. Like he basically said Teddy wasn't playing good ball for the last half of the season since he, since he got hurt in Tampa Bay. And you're absolutely right, Vesh. When, when um, the way that he, was acting. I was trying to think. When was that Footlocker press conference? When he came out in the in the referee shirt and he was joking around. Oh he was yeah. Whistles. Like I mean, that was like he was like having fun with the media, and then all of a sudden, like for the past month, it's just been comes out there and just <sighs> yep. I'm ready for questions. And oh. you know, you could see it. You could see it. I, I don't. Th- he's not paid like a guy that's supposed to be. You know, the the end all be all at the, at the on the offensive side. And he lost Christian McCaffrey. And then they started playing that left tackle uh, revolving door game. And he got beat up, you know, for a while there in the middle of the season. And I just don't think, you know, like you guys said, I don't think he recovered. Um, I do think more was being put on his plate, particularly without McCaffrey. And, you know, that's not necessarily what, what he's going to do. I think he's a guy you can win with, not necessarily because of, you know, to Vashti's point about the, you know, the game-winning drives or the opportunities um, that he didn't cash in on. But I really feel like the, 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 the two things, CMC going out and that and the offensive line turmoil that we had in midseason really kind of shook him. Yeah, but the Panthers still had four guys who had 1,000-yard seasons. Right, but because of him. I mean, as the trigger man, right? Well, because he likes to dump it off and they can get yards after the catch. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to give him credit for it, but I'm saying that's he, – he was the one that had to put – I mean, with the exception of Davis, but he, yeah. he was the one that had to deliver the ball. And he and D.J. Moore had it multiple times when it was like they just weren't quite on the yeah. same page. Yeah, and, and if you were anti-Teddy, dang it, it was Teddy every time, and I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think that's fair. I think it's also a little bit of, um, I, I, I get that everybody had to deal with this, but I do think, you know, not having an off season, not having a chance to get to know these guys and, and get to know their, get to learn a brand new playbook and also get to learn these guys' tendencies. 
Um, I, I do think that had a little bit to do with it. But the thing that I've been trying to make clear over the past week, and, and I've been trying to put it out there on, on social media as much as possible, is that Teddy Bridgewater is not being paid like a franchise quarterback. He hit his cap hit this year and next year. It is the lowest among NFL starting veteran quarterbacks, except for Cam Newton, uh, that are not on their rookie deals. Excuse me. So obviously the guys that are still on their rookie deals, they're going to be cheaper. But guys that got signed as free agents, Teddy Bridgewater has the lowest cap hit. His average value from this year and next year is snugly right between Taysom Hill and Alex Smith. And it's like, is that kind of where Teddy is? Kind of. Like, and ultimately, I think that this is a contract where they, they thought, okay, either he's going to come in and outplay his mm-hmm. deal and he's going to be really good and then we're going to re-sign him and we got a franchise guy. Or he's going to do what he did, which is underperform his contract, not play that well. Maybe, I don't want to say hold guys back, but maybe hold guys back. And, uh, and is going to be on the books for next year, be a bridge to whoever the next quarterback is. And then, thank you, thanks for your service. And I think, and I still don't know that there's a better answer for who you would have brought in this year for this team, because I mean, based, I mean, you, no, 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 don't, don't, don't you open that can of worms. I'm the, just, uh, I mean, the, you know what the other option was? Will Greer? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no. I understand, like, if you're, if you're rebuilding, and I know they wanted to go more recharge as opposed to rebuild, but if you're rebuilding and you have this youth wave and movement, especially on the defensive side of the ball, not, why not just go full throttle and just see what happens? Roll the dice with Will Greer. You trade it up to get him. See what happens. And and if it, if you end up like the Jets, then the reward is Trevor Lawrence. I think that I think if you rolled out Will Greer and possibly even even like PJ Walker and Will Greer, as much as people want to talk about guys being held back, I, I think it would have been far worse. And I think it'd be even harder to try and evaluate some of these guys because Teddy Bridgewater was at least proficient most of the time. And I don't think that would have been the case for Greer or Walker. So I think, I think it made the evaluations of other guys easier, even if he wasn't what you wanted. So Uh, can the, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, if you, uh, they, I I think the reason why they didn't do that is because they had a general manager that wanted to try and sign a franchise, try and see if he could sign a franchise quarterback and he couldn't. And now he's not here anymore. So that's that that is why I think they did not go that route last year is because talked about it all last offseason. They were on two different timelines. John, Marty Herney wants to keep his job. And so he says, I'm going to bring in Teddy. Look at what I can do with Ted. Like Teddy might be the guy. He's going to be the guy. And then if he's not, then he can blah, 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 blah. But that, that's kind of that's where that's where I've been for a while is that the reason why we didn't see them go full out three Will Greer, PJ Walker, whoever else they they might have started. Um, was because Marty wanted to see, wanted to try his best to produce a winning season this year and keep his job. I don't think they, I don't think they win, if you know, with 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 Greer. I mean, oh no. And and I still think because of exactly what you said, Josh, that this was a worthwhile swing because even if it's a thirty percent chance that you hit on this guy that's getting paid like Alex Smith or Taysom Hill then that allows you more quickly to build around him. So I, st- I just think it's a worthwhile swing in the long view of this organization on a guy like Teddy Bridgewater because you didn't have anybody better last year and it didn't impede you from getting somebody this year or next. 
Can the Panthers go into 2021 with these same four quarterbacks on the roster? Absolutely. I don't think they will, but I think that they could. And, and I think it's more likely you see change at the back end than um, at the top of the list. I would disagree. Vashti, do you, what do you think? Uh, not from what I'm hearing from, not from what I'm hearing from Tepper and not from what I'm hearing from Rule. Like Tepper, just his whole demeanor seems like uber, uber competitive. I'm pretty sure he did not like what he saw from Teddy. Nope. And if you can, I feel like the Panthers will probably be aggressive in the draft and try to go after a franchise quarterback. They've, they've seen all of the young talent and the potential on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I can't, I mean, you at least have to have your guy for the future. Maybe he doesn't play next season. Maybe mm -hmm. Teddy plays and kind of plays that mentor role. But with this quarterback kind of heavy draft, I can't see, I can't see, I can't see them not trying to go after a guy this season. Ah. Do you think they trade up for that? I, I can see it. I, I, I think, uh, I think Tepper is an aggressive person. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a, he's a he's an op what options? Uh, he's a uh, a trader. Commodities. I don't think it's commod. Is it just commodities? Hedge, hedge, hedge fund. fund. I don't, I'm not. That's I'm not it. sure what any of those things mean. He's a, he's a hedge. The and term. the crazy thing is, I'm a former stockbroker, so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm very. He's a hedge fund trader, and I know the mentality of those guys. And it's very. He has no problem with taking risk. I think that if he has, if, if he thinks he can get a guy who is going to be a franchise changing, I don't think Tepper would have any problem with trading up. And, and maybe some guys you think that, that he shouldn't trade, but I don't think that anything is too extreme for, for somebody like him. I completely agree with you. See, this is why I'm glad that you're on the show because we are, we are on the same page with this is that, they are coming out of this draft with a quarterback. And, like, you are – I don't know. You, you're not hearing it here first, but you are hearing it here for sure because they just – David Tepper does it, is sick of losing. He's lost every single season he's been the owner of the team. And he tried – he let Marty talk him into Teddy. He, but now he's ready. He didn't go on that press conference and talk about the quarterback position as much as he did in order to not pull the trigger on a quarterback. He wants – this is – he's a new owner. He wanted a new coach. He wants a new GM. He wants a new quarterback. And this is the year when he goes in and gets it. They have the eighth pick. And if you are a believer in Matt Rule, you don't think they're ever going to be up that high again. You don't think they're yeah. ever going to have that chance again to either have the eighth pick or trade the eighth pick and a fifth rounder for the, third, for the fourth pick or whatever it is to get up there, to get one of these guys. And whether it's Trey Lance – whether it's uh, whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's I don't I don't know who the next guy is that's going to come steaming up the draft, but they're they're walking out of the Zoom press conference in April with a uh, with a quarterback. It's going to be very interesting I, because you know we've talked about the quarterback fever and we do think that they've got quarterback fever. You guys are talking about this exclusively as a as a Tepper move almost instead of a rule move. This is, we're talking about a new owner mistake is what we're talking about here in all likelihood. Uh, because I, I'm with you. And Vashti, you, you, you referenced it, I think, coyly. Um, the way that you would get up to the top of this draft, 
in my opinion. It's not going to be just draft picks alone. You'd have to throw a star yeah. at them. And I think yeah. that they, they, they whiffed on a running back in the top 10 not that long ago in Jacksonville. And maybe he's a part of a package that goes. And that's a reason to not dent that car in the last six weeks or whatever it was, even after he was made available for the media and then suddenly pulled. But this is a Tepper thing. This is above rule, which is, you know, we're, we're, you said we're getting to learn rule. We're getting to learn Tepper here. And, and it's fascinating. Um, I agree with you guys. I think Tepper's got the fever. I don't know that rule has the fever. And this is going to be an interesting mm. case because rule is a guy Everything that we talk about when we talk about the draft, everyone kind of has this um, consensus version of kind of what, like the quarterbacks, who, who's at the top. I mean, at least in terms of what everybody thinks of them. And Rule is a guy that has said since he was in, at Temple, since he's at Baylor, we do our own evals in here. And I think it's far more likely that they might feel like grabbing somebody in the second or maybe trading back into the first or something like that. They, I, I just think this rule, this move as we're talking about it speaks way more to, to David Tepper than to Matt rule. And that's pretty interesting considering how early we are. Are we on it here? How early are. Oh boy. Early here. on, we are here in this relationship <laughs> and so much of the focus has been about everybody walking in sync. And this feels like an owner that, hates losing and he's on his own timeline and da, 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 da. So I, that's, if they trade up, I think it, it does speak more to Tepper. So you think they're trading Reggie Bonifon? That's what I'm hearing. You said running back. <laughs> I mean, they sat him out for that last half of the season. Like, I mean, is KK trade value going to be higher, uh, you know, than it is right now? I don't know. Like, Real talk, Colin. I was thinking along those same lines and, well, and nobody really, I mean, it's kind of like, mm, there's no way that they would do that. But there is a way that they would do that. And I, I you know, I found it interesting. They were like, oh, well, Christian is coming back where he's doubtful for the week. But I think everyone knew after that final thigh injury, which is still weird. To very me. difficult to diagnose or see any evidence <laughs> of and may right. disappear very quickly. And yeah, I was like, okay, Christian's not playing for the rest of the year. And not only that, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is used as a trade piece um, if need be. And, and, and I don't know if Tepper just gave him a dead leg on the way out to the practice field. I don't know. <laughs> but the reason, the reason I think this is significant is because to get a guy like Lawrence or even maybe Fields, the number of draft picks that you would have to include would be astronomical. And right. now they may be looking at this and saying, we don't, have, we don't value draft picks the way other people do. And we may learn that about their team, this team. The Rams mm. have done something similar. Um, but other than giving away a ton of draft picks, which I don't think they want to do, I think the way that you would get there is by getting this nearly mint, perfect franchise running back uh, that could blend in with anybody. I don't know. I'm not saying that's a good move, but I think that might be the way that they would try and get there. That being said, they may really like Trey Lance or someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like it may not, they may not fall for one of the top. Right. They may not say we have to have Justin Fields. They may say, Hey, we really like this guy. And if, you know, they really liked Herbert last year too. Yeah. Like really liked Herbert. So there was no talk about going up to, I mean, there was a little bit of talk to going up to three, but like, the talk was to go up to like six to get ahead of, or not six, five to get ahead of um, 
the Chargers because that's who was going to take Herbert. So it's like they weren't trying to get all the way up. They were just trying to get up in front of the guy that was going to take the guy that they liked. So, yeah, we have so many months that we're going to talk about the draft for. Um, but I, I think just to bring it back around, there's no way it's Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker, and Will Greer. <laughs> Probably it's Will Greer is not going to – it could be Teddy Bridgewater and P.J. Walker and yeah. Tommy Stevens, but – I, I don't see how Will Greer's back in the picture. Well, he'll be back yeah. in the picture. He'll be on his brother's YouTube channel, though. Yeah. Do the shade. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I'm getting a very, exci- uh, very, in- very exciting call about my car insurance that I've got to, uh, I've got to take here. <laughs> and by my warranty. My warranty. It's running out. My, you extend that warranty. Yeah. Uh, real quick, let's do a round of Cam to K1. Chances that the starter week one isn't Teddy. Is not Teddy? Is not Teddy. Well, I, th- I think it's Surper zero. I think Teddy is starting week one for sure, and barring some sort of injury. Um, but week six? Uh, you know, this I don't is know. Here's, Trey Boston. Here, this, is, this, is, this is just shows you how this owner, this new owner mistake will just fester and cause problems because I think it should be Teddy. In, independent of Teddy's play, I don't want, if you're taking a guy at one or in the first round, We've, we've seen that it works better for them to sit. But is, is Mr. Tepper, Mr. I'm ready to win, is he going to go, well, you know what's better for this guy, for him to sit out of here? Is he going to be, eh, I'm typing up another memo up here. Oh, uh, boy. Is, is that your Tepper impression? No. It's just it's, I'm, it's my, I'm sitting in my office doing my thing, you know, running things <laughs> from my office voice. I, I agree. I think that Teddy starts, but I don't know if he finishes the season next year. It's probably a Teddy Bridgewater is the answer, 5%. For injury mm, yeah that's a that's a good way to put it uh the other thing that i wanted to say real quick is that i i do think we talk obviously i think we're all kind of on the same page that they're going to take a a quarterback in the first round and that's great um the prop i mean I'm not, Colin, you're not okay i'm not well no, i i do think i don't want to put i, I don't Tep- want to put words in your mouth no i think tepper has the fever i think rule is a guy that can find a guy later and feels confident in his ability. You know, when he, he, he hasn't had five-star quarterbacks at Temple. He hadn't have five-star quarterbacks at Baylor. He had to go find some guys. I think you would, he would rather add an undeniable athlete to make it easier for his quarterback in the first round and then maybe try and get his quarterback, even if that does mean trading back in later in the first round. But that price will be much lower. So mm, I'm, I'm with you, but I just feel like it's, it may play out a little different. The key to me is not the decision to take the quarterback. It's which quarterback you're going to take. You can trade, you could trade up for a quarterback, but make sure it's Mahomes and not Trubisky. And you could take a first round quarterback and make sure it's Josh Allen and not Josh Rosen, because those guys were all taken back to back, same draft. Everybody like, obviously Trubisky is kind of a different one because everybody hated that pick when it happened. But like it was in two, was it 20? It was 18, right? 17, 18 with Baker, Josh Allen, Lamar, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Three of those quarterbacks are really good. Two of them are probably – one of them is, like, basically out of the NFL, and the other one is, you know, set to be traded for a sixth-round pick. So it's like all those guys went in the first round. You just have to make sure you have the good one. And other than the guy at the very and top. And a lot of that will hinge on, hinge on who they pick as a, a GM. That's mm-hmm. another. Yep. Yeah, that's, you know, and there's, there's so many, there's still, I still feel like there's plenty of holes to plug that is this the year that other than the guy at the very top, did did you get it? Did you get the enough Intel? Do you have enough tape on these guys? I mean, Trey Lance played one game. This is the year that you want to make that bet. 
there's there's less film on this these guys than there was on Mitch Trubisky in some cases, and you know, a one year starter in college. I, I'm just this is this is not, this is Tepper's year, but I don't know if this is the Panthers' year. Real to, real quick, let's talk about Joe Brady. He's got a, a, some busy week here interviewing with the Texans, Falcons, and Chargers. Does he have a shot at any of these jobs? I mean, what has he done, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my question. Of course he has a shot because everybody is chasing the next Sean McVay. But – and I think he probably will get hired by one because this is a copycat league and everybody wants a new shiny new toy that's not tarnished and, you know – but I don't see what he's done. His resume just does not cut it for me yet. Not that he doesn't have the potential. And I've never known, you know, NBA, the NBA draft, you draft off potential. And if they don't meet the potential, I get it. With, when you're picking a head coach, you just don't go off of potential. And that's what they're doing with Joe Brady. And they're saying that he's this offensive genius, which I haven't really seen. There are a couple of times during the season where I was like, okay, I kind of like that move. But then on the flip side, I'm like, Joe, what are you doing? So I just don't know what he's done to warrant the type of attention that he's getting. But do I think he'll get a job? Probably. Just because people are willing to roll the dice and they want the new hot thing. And you might be getting a Corvette with the Hyundai, Hyundai engine in it, but you never know. I, I, I want to believe that you're wrong. I'm really hoping this is a getting to know you tour for, for Brady as a new guy in the league. And a lot of teams want to just see him, get to know him, talk to him a little bit. And this isn't the, this isn't the round for him. If it is, I, I'm with you. I think it, I think it goes poorly for him and I hate it for, for us um, here in Carolina. Cause I do think he's a young guy that has a lot of potential, uh, but I, he's been in the league for one year. How is his coaching network? Like I, to me, I don't think he can build a staff at this point. That's not a disrespect to him, but I, I just don't think he's ready for this job. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean they won't buy it. Yeah, I, I think that it would be a very mixed bag for the Panthers if Joe Brady were to leave and, and be the head coach of somewhere. Um, uh, obviously, it would, be re- it would be bad for them to have to learn a brand new offensive system. Also, as a side note that a lot of people kind of are, are maybe not paying attention to, Jake Peets, um, who's their quarterback's coach, is interviewing at LSU. Probably going to go, I would imagine, I think to be their offensive coordinator. And then DJ, um, I want to say DJ Mangus, but I don't want to mangle his last name. DJ, if you're listening, I apologize, um, is also interviewing at LSU. So if Jake Peets goes, you can bet he's going to go with him. So then that now you're losing your offensive coordinator, quarterback's coach, losing another guy off the offensive staff. The good news for the Panthers is I think they would be sending a guy who's not prepared to be a head coach out there into the NFL. Uh, so that's <laughs> one less team that they w- wouldn't have to worry about. So let's come on, Falcons. <laughs> I mean, that's like if you're if you're an, if you're a Carolina fan, you kind of I would I would hope that he. Uh, I mean, I, if he's going to get hired by somebody, I hope it's in Atlanta. Like, honestly, <laughs> that's some karma you just put on everybody. <laughs> I, I honestly I I don't think that he. Ch- I, I, I would hope that he doesn't because I do think he has a lot of room to grow and get better. And I think that he is a, he is a very strong – he's a strong offensive coordinator that made some mistakes in his first year and is, get, is going to improve over the course of the year. And just like Colin said, what's his coaching network like? Like who's his offensive coordinator going to be? Who's his linebackers coach? Like does he know enough guys around the league to bring these guys in? Does he have the kind of cachet to reach out and pluck uh, a highly coveted defensive line coach? Like I, 
I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, and I'm willing to be, and I, and I always want people to be successful, um, except if they're in Atlanta or New Orleans or Tampa. Um, but, uh, like, I, I think that that's, that, that's, where, that's where I'm at with Joe Brady. I would hope that he comes back and is able to get better as an offense coordinator and then go. Like, two, I think yeah. two more years, and he's going to be – and this offense is going to be cooking. Why is Teddy Bridgewater going to lose his job and Joe Brady's getting a promotion? Ooh. I and the quarterback like coach, apparently, right? That's a good question. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see how he's jumped to the front of the line. I mean, even at LSU, he was the junior member – of a co-offensive coordinator situation, like I'm, I'm, he went, he went from junior assistant manager to a five and eleven team to hey, here are the keys. What book do I need to read? <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised he got the offensive coordinator position. I, I mean, in the NFL, very limited coaching experience. You had one year, I think, in the NFL with New Orleans. How many years at LSU? One or two? Mm-hmm. One, one, right? One year. One. So, and then you jump to offensive coordinator, and I and I get it, and I and and I'm not saying that he's done a bad job. I think he's shown promise, but before, mm-hmm. as I said before, I just don't see a head coaching yet. But I think that I think that these owners and people want 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 potential and maybe they're going more a lot toward youth also and that may bode in his favor but you have you have guys who i think have are are, should be are better suited for for some of these jobs i know it's a player coach comparison but isn't there a real tua potential for him where look at how good tua looks playing with all the guys he had down there at alabama and brady look at the tools brady had at, at lsu and then look at how he, he looked when he didn't have four stud receivers and a number one overall pick at quarterback. Produced a whole lot of yards and let the like lead. This sounds terrible. This is not a ringing endorsement segment for, for Coach Brady. As the head Falcons, coach. Coach Brady, Falcons, Arthur Blank no, is a, is a oh. weekly listener, so he's listening. <laughs> and we're trying Brady, to dissuade this- everyone because we want him here. That's the key. Yeah, I, I would like to see him stay uh, mm-hmm. and get and get more experience under his belt. But I'm just I wouldn't be surprised. So Joe, if you're listening, this is a not not a knock on you. There's no beef. No just, beef here. No Joe. beef. Just just no beef. just just I, simmer. Just simmer here in Carolina. Just that's a little right. bit more. I yes. also like the office. I also like the office, Joe. That's the only thing I know about Joe Brady is that he likes the office. <laughs> Netflix is whack for take for uh <laughs> Or NBC is whack for taking the uh, the office off of Netflix. It's true. On that, Great. we can all agree as a nation. Yes. We may be divided about a lot of stuff, <laughs> but we can all agree Peacock sucks. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there it is. Agreed. Put it back on Netflix. Agreed. I'm officially the old guy now. Oh, no. Where it's like, oh, yeah. no. Colin, there's too don't many say services. Anything. Don't say anything you're not going to be able to. Okay, all right. No, there's too many services. Okay, all right. That's, oh, that's, that's oh, okay. I That's thought you were going to say something about the office. I th- yeah. yeah, I thought he was going to say he's never seen it. Oh, boy. Well, I have because my wife's watched it, but I've never seen a whole episode. Oh, Colin, what? come on, man. What? All right, so we're just going to pause the recording. Gosh. We'll be back. We're going to watch 22 <laughs> minutes. We're going to watch the dinner party. Don't, look, don't, listen, you guys know this. Don't come to me for the pop culture. I'm pretty sure the last movie I saw in the theater was the first <laughs> Avengers, okay? So I, I haven't really been keeping up. 
You've had an entire quarantine pandemic to watch right. all of The Office. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Watching Sam Mills Saints games. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. okay. Obviously. That's, that's fair. All right. Are we ready for our game? Let's do it. It is time for annual Panthers player draft. So Ooh. each of you will pick eight players. I'm going to do this in a snake draft fashion. So contracts and injuries matter but you can draft players that are not signed as of yet. But again, you're taking a chance if they're not on the team. So we're going to let our guest go first. Number one pick. Pretty exciting. Mm. This is tough. Take my um, pen out. Yeah, I, knew, I probably do need to know who you guys are picking, huh? I'm going to go with Brian Burns. Mmm. Ah, that was going to be my number one pick, too. A lot of head shaking in the other war rooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People are upset about that one. Um, that's, uh, like, that's a great pick. I agree with you. I, I do, just as we have done in the past, it's just super interesting who goes number one overall because it's like Chris McCaffrey's on the team. Uh, I guess that's kind of it. But like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater is going to go way after this. But like Derek Brown, number one pick last year, Brian Burns, I, I think clearly separated himself as the best player on the Panthers this year by, by a yeah. long shot. And I'll never forget when I asked Coach Snow and he gave me that answer about the money down. Third down is the money down. No mm -hmm. matter who you play for, whether you're a quarterback, whether you're a defensive player, if you can make a play on third down, the money down, you show a lot of value to your team. And Burns has really been turning it on. I think he's a game-changing type person. Probably will be their best uh, rusher since Julius Peppers. So, And I think at the second most important position behind quarterback So, in today's NFL. With the next pick in the draft, we're going to do this in the order of my screen. So, yeah. Colin. Sorry, Josh. All right. Well, it may just be for trade value, but I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Very excited that, that CMC went second. Do you think that Christian McCaffrey has another 1,000 and 1,000 season for the rest of his career? Yes. Yes. Abs yes. No, ab absolutely. I, I think – go ahead. I'm go ahead. sorry. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm buying. I'm doubling down. I thought – I mean – I think so, yes. I'm selling, not because he couldn't do it, but I don't think he gets as many touches as he did in that year for the Panthers. I mean, he had to do everything. And I don't see it in any other system where he's the do-it-all, he's the workhorse in that manner that would allow him to get 1,000 and 1,000. Okay, can I, can I, can I uh, uh, edit my answer slightly? I'll say I think he has two, a 2,000-yard from scrimmage season oh. it may not be a thousand thousand but i think he has a two thousand yards from scrimmage season going forward oh i think he does yeah i would agree with that but i think one thousand and one thousand is just i just don't think he is going to have that again i think he he will have more receiving yards like this year i think his receive i think his recept receiving yards are going to go up while his rushing yards go down i thought that was mm. going to happen this year anyway and I think next year it will almost certainly happen. As he gets older, I think you're going to see him transition and get more receptions, receiving yards. Maybe not more receptions because he keeps breaking the NFL record. But, um, but I think uh, receiving yards for sure for Christian McCaffrey. Um, and then I, I guess I'll just hit you with this other question. Do you – maybe we'll be making some people sad. What do you think of the percentage chances that he's on the team uh, in 2020, 
two. Not next year, the year after. I, I think pretty good. I, I really think he's the, he's the foundational piece to me to this offense as it stands now. Um, we'll see if somebody else comes along. But this offense, the Carolina Panthers offense, will look best when it features Christian McCaffrey um, with the current personnel that we have. That said, we don't know what rule and everybody want. I mean, this is one of the biggest things mm-hmm. is we don't know what they are bringing, who they think they can get cheap. You know, do they think they need to pay wide receivers or can they get wide receivers cheap? Can they develop offensive? We don't know what they're going to do cheaply well. You know, like for a long yeah. time, the Panthers found those, particularly the interior offensive linemen, right? And they were able to plug them in and do some different guys like that. What's this, what's this coaching staff going to be good at? And, and paying running backs or, you know, Whatever we'll see, but I think it's. I think this is the most fascinating time for someone that enjoys watching a football team develop an identity because we know so little right now. Can the Panthers afford to lose the face of the team that quickly again? I mean, we just went through that with Cam. The shift went to CMC, obviously. And depends on who they draft this year, and if he does well. I mean, if they draft That's, a quarterback who who is the rookie of the year maybe but that yeah it's it's just tough man i i i think colin's right i think we talked a lot about christian maybe being the the trade chip that they dangle to move up i do think nikki's point does remain a little bit you heard tepper talk a lot about like the symmetry and the synergy and the vertical insulation of the team and how they're all going to be working together the business side and the football side which maybe isn't a great but whatever um uh they probably don't want to lose the face of the franchise this quickly and they don't want to have you know uh Derek Brown uh, uh, a defensive tackle be the face of the franchise they they want to they want somebody like that so um I, I don't know uh it's it's an interesting it was more of just a discussion question than me personally thinking one way or the other I'll always be curious in talking about losing the face of the franchise. If Tepper, knowing what he knows now, as far as Teddy Bridgewater, would he have just kept Cam in that final contract and let him play it out and roll and see what happens from there? I I just always wonder if, if I wonder if he maybe regrets, regrets signing off on that move. I I do think that if we had seen the Cam Newton that was playing in Boston for this season in Carolina, there would have been a lot more understanding from the fan base if they had just said, you know what, Cam, we love you, but we're not going to resign you. I think that I think that would have been he would have just kind of faded gently into into free agency after struggling through another year from a from a shoulder standpoint, health standpoint, a lo- probably a losing standpoint. I, I think that, but obviously we're speaking in such hypotheticals now, yeah. but, but I do, I don't disagree with you. And I also don't think that he anticipated getting that kind of vitriol back from the fan base that, that I think he thought oh, that it, I think right. he thought it would be unpleasant. I don't think he thought it would be like it has been. Nikki, to your point, I want to make something clear. I think, I think Bash and I are probably on the same page on this one. If we're talking about trading CMC, the, the, there's one name and maybe yeah. two on that list. Like, I don't think you don't trade CMC to get Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Mm, You would trade CMC to get Trevor Lawrence and maybe, maybe maybe the other guy. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll depend on what happens whenever the, when's the, when's the final, when's the championship college football championship? Monday, Monday, Monday. I mean, maybe, maybe is it my pick? 
<laughs> it is. You're back to back. No, you're picking two. Oh, am I? Am I involved? Yeah. Oh, you're so. You seem so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you see my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to. Um, uh, I am going to take Jeremy Chin with the Aww. with the third overall pick, only because I didn't think he would last through the turn to come back to me. Um, he wouldn't have. Yeah, that's kind of where I feel. Uh, maybe in a different world is rookie of the year. I think now it's that that ship has sailed. Um, but uh, certainly, you know the the best rookie out of this class, and probably the best rookie that the Panthers have had since since Luke Keekley. So um, I, I think this guy is going to be the next Luke Keekley, a different version, obviously, but uh, a leader of this team and a leader of this defense. Uh, for the next, hopefully for the next decade. All right, so I get two picks then, right? You sure do. All right, I'm going Derek Brown. And then Robbie Anderson. Mm, Good God, I want a Robbie Anderson to fall back to me. Damn it. I I I was going between him and DJ, but I want to go Robbie. It's interesting, and I guess, and I think it's good news for the Panthers. And I think we're going to be saying this a, a fair amount that three, three of the first, three of the picks in the first round were the past were draft were high draft picks of the last two years. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a good sign. Or I all four Greg, of the top four picks are under contract for the foreseeable future too. Oh, that's a yeah. better way to put it. Better way to put it. I'm going to edit myself out and use your point. <laughs> Isn't it great how the, the all four picks are under contract for the for the foreseeable future? No, I'm just that. We'll, we'll let that one go. Um, I am going to take DJ Moore back on the turn, so I will have uh, Jeremy Chin and DJ Moore, which I feel pretty good about. Um, what did you think about Nikki's uh, Derek Brown pick? Because I like it. I know some people still focus on the uh, the pass rush, but one of the things that that we saw out of him this year was his ability to play a high level of snaps which at his size mm. is not a given. And I think it's – having a three-down defensive tackle matters a whole lot more than I think the average fan might might recognize. So even if the pass rush numbers aren't there. I think he has a huge upside. I think mm-hmm. – I, I just I just like his upside. And he – I with a rookie – every rookie is not going to be Jeremy Chin, Right. But you'd like to see flashes of potential, star potential. And I think Derrick Brown did that. And then you like to see guys get better as the season progresses. And I think that he did that. And I think that I think that he has I think his I think he has a huge upside. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that he is a guy that is going to be um is gonna be here for a while and may not be somebody that is like he may not be on the posters, you know, he may not be on the big, you know, the, the things outside the stadium that have like McCaffrey and chin chin and Burns and DJ, he may not be on those things, but I do think that he could be a big part of this defense for the next few years or for the next, for a while, for the foreseeable future. All right. Well, I guess I'm up. Um, I, I said, I said he needed CMC. I'm going to give him CMC. I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. Wow. So you're wow. taking the backup quarterback in the second round? Nope. I'm taking I'm taking the starter for the next season. Wow. Hmm. Do you I'm think do you think there is any way that he and I 
I think I have an answer for this. Do you think there's any way that he could theoretically like prove himself next year? Like, can he rebound from this year and show, show so, so much next year to be a Panther in the future? Well, I think that's, I think that's one of the things you have to decide if, if, if you're the Panthers, I think he has a chance. I want to give him an off season. I want to give him a chance to be in the room with these guys. I still think he was worthwhile because of how many starts he has at this point. This was not the year that anybody wanted. I was one of his biggest advocates coming into it. I do think, though, that unless you go out there and, and, and make, the, you know, make the big splash, that he, he legitimately has a chance. If CMC plays next year, you go get him a tight end, he has these wide receivers, and you don't play revolving door at left tackle, that's a completely different situation for him and one that I think he's better suited uh, to succeed in. If they go quarterback, it doesn't matter. You're, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> yep. wrong. I mean, it's it's just a matter of time at that point. Like, I don't know if Tepper is going to, you know, shoot smoke in the sky or something, but I mean, you, s- you saw in my like Fitzpatrick played as well as you can possibly play for a veteran quarterback trying to hold on to his job, and he kept it for what six weeks, and then they were like, "Bring into a we're five and one, bring him in, right?" Because. You just can't and Tua was stop the last the guy. And Tua was the last guy that was worth tanking for. That everyone was sure was going to be a thing. You know, I was never that high on him for for whatever reason. I just maybe it was just I don't know. And it's because you saw him playing with a bunch of otherworldly <laughs> talents and going, you know, maybe maybe the fact that instead of having Aaron Donald in his face, he had he has enough time to fix a sandwich back there behind the Alabama offensive line. Maybe that helps. Maybe that helps. Maybe having the best <laughs> coaching staff, the deepest coaching staff, maybe those things matter. I don't know. He could be better, but I was, I was never high on him. I don't know for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to go Taylor Moten. Yeah, I like that pick. I like that pick. Vast do I, do pick you? Again? You do. Oh, I yeah, do? do? Yeah. Okay. What but were you going to ask? I want to ask you so you can have a minute to talk about it. And we can, we can talk about it. Uh, um also is do you think that Taylor Moten is coming back next year I think it it is tough because they're gonna have to probably pick between Taylor and Curtis um but I think I think he does yeah I think he does Uh, the offensive line has been so shaky for the Panthers for so many years Uh, I think that has to be somewhere that they focus on shoring up you know you got rid of your one um solid piece that in Trey Turner, who was, you know, kind of your anchor. You need a new guy who's a veteran who's been here. Um, I think that, I think you have to, I think they have to sign them. I think it'll be interesting to see if they do franchise him or if they, they, they sign him. I don't think yeah. it's really that much of a consideration between him and Samuel. If, if you're picking one, I think you're going to take him, even if it's the, the short-term answer. But again, we don't know what they want out of an offensive line. And I know you want them to be good, but in terms of the mobility and things like that, they may, they may have different ideas. On, on we, These are the questions we're going to have to try and yeah. you know, discern from going forward. Yeah, I think it just just to real quick put a button on it um, is that I think if you look at who is on just like what Vash has said, you who's who's on the offensive line right now versus who's in the wide receiver room. If you're choosing between Taylor Moten and Curtis Samuel, yeah. and Curtis Samuel, if Curtis Samuel leaves, you still have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. If uh, Taylor Moten leaves, it's Dennis Daly and Greg Little. And and you wouldn't and you wouldn't say right now 
would you say it's more than the coin flip that Greg Little's on the roster next year? I mean, oh, the, the yeah. top 10 of offensive linemen for this team, basically, because I think if you put Paradis in kind of in play for a, for a cap saving move, because you could possibly save six and a half million, like Moten may be the only guy left. So do you want to be plugging five doing a whole new offensive Sorry. line? Oh boy. Sorry. Uh, the idea of, of going into like free agency with like, who's your offensive lineman? Well, we got Dennis Daly. End of list. Like well, Greg Lord. still on the roster. Cause we haven't cut him yet, but yeah. you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Woof. Okay. My next one, I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. Ooh, I love it. I knew oh. I kind of, I thought that would be, I thought that would be a fun pick. I, I love Curtis. I think he's going to make so much money somewhere else. I think he's going to make a ton, a ton, a ton of money somewhere else. Like he did, he did it. Like he did, I, he did it. The The Panthers went to him this past offseason and said, hey, we'll sign you for this much. And he was like, no, I want to make more money. And then look at what he did this year. And now he's going to make four years, $46 million from the Colts or the Jaguars or the twin twins. Good Lord. The Vikings. Somebody. <laughs> he secured Somebody. the bag. He secured yep. the bag. He got yep. it. Good for him. No, I didn't, I didn't have him on my board. I think, it, I think the wide receivers quickly become the most replaceable position. And if you've got two, I'm not paying near what anybody's going to pay for Curtis Samuel to have a third wide receiver, especially when I don't have a tight end. Because like, if I'm paying Curtis, it means we're probably, you're probably not getting a tight end. They should go out and get a tight end. That's what I think they should do. I think they should draft a quarterback. Um, hopefully, maybe put some more money into left tackle, but I don't think there's really anybody out there. And and if they can't get a left tackle in free agency, then sign a tight end. Um, Colin, you're up. I'm. I need some. I need some veteran leadership on the defense. I'm taking Shaq Thompson. Yeah, that's a good pick right there. That's a. It's a solid pick. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hit a double. I want to see more from Shaq though. Yeah. I I want to see more from Shaq. I, and, and that's, you know, he lost a lot. You know, you lose a lot when you lose uh, Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. you know, your mentors, your, the guys who have been in, in that role, your anchors. But I think that Shaq showed flashes and I'm trying to remember which game he had a really good game. I think that was the game he was cursing everybody out. Mm -hmm. had, he was like one of the only ones who had a good game but outside of that you know I, I would like to see him do a little bit more I think he's a, a, a good leader and he's a more of a lead by example guy which I'm not even mad at but on the field I, I want to see I want to see some I want to see something more I see something I, and more. I think I think that's I think that's certainly fair um I am going to uh you know I, I don't even – I really feel like there's a last guy in this tier, and so I'm going to take him, and his name is Dante Jackson. He was actually on my team the last time that we did this. Um, I think that you're – that he has – he is, to me, has proven more than anybody else. If if he can stay healthy, like he's like the quintessential. Like if he's 100%, he is leaps and bounds better than he is when he's even like 90%. Like when he's a little bit banged up, he's not – not he doesn't get the job. He's not that good. But when he's a hundred percent, like what he did in the last three weeks, like he yeah. basically shut. He was the guy that shut down Aaron Rodgers. Like you saw, if you if you watch that film, he's all over the field. He's on Devontae. Like he's 
he's taking guys away and he has the speed. He has the ball skills. Like there's nobody else on this team that gets interceptions except for Dante Jackson. So uh, it's, to me, it's like, I, I said it at the beginning of the year, like he, he had to have a huge year if he had the most to prove this year. And I don't think he did it. I think he, he was hurt for most of the year after talking yeah. about how he was a hundred percent healthy coming into the year. And then did the same thing. He was, he had this like tantalizing stretch where it's like, Oh, look at Dante. He's so good. And then next year, if he comes in and he like pulls a hamstring in week one, it's like, Oh, well, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, you talk about a guy that's got a chance to prove, I think he's got a chance to prove that he's a, he's a rule type guy. The rule, you know, he wants mm. guys tough, available, things like that. Um, I think next I do think he proved year. that. I think he proved yeah. that. But I think playing through the toe thing, may have proven himself to Matt Rule, I would like to see a little bit more um, on the field. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, no, you're, you're fine. All right, me? You Let's do it. it. Are you ready? Yes. I will take quarterback of the future TBD from <laughs> oh. the draft. <laughs> oh, can what? you do that? That what? is the smartest move anyone has ever made in this uh, exercise, and I am disgusted. You can do that? I could have had that guy over Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, did I find the loophole? Am I allowed to pick that? I mean, we'll give it to you because we're making up the rules as we go along. Okay. But, um, I'll make incredible, up for it Incredible game. pick. Like, you basically just – you just, like, Daryl Morey'd us. Like, you – I'm, just, I'm trying to think of somebody that just is like so outside of the box that you're just like, what? <laughs> uh, I didn't even know Paul George was available for trade. <laughs> I, I, I may have made that rule up, but I, that's what I did. So I'm sorry, but not sorry at the same time. Now, now, just to be clear, if they do not draft a quarterback in the first round, you get nothing <laughs> for this. That's pick. true. You, you get, get nothing. That's true. I, I wrote down <laughs> QB, TBD. One. <laughs> Flash Wilger. Could be could be a great value pick though, Nikki. We'll see. Yeah. yeah we'll see. We'll see. Fudge. I almost want to make you like sacrifice that you can't have another pick, but you do get another pick. Here, I'll make up for it. <laughs> now you'll be like, I'll take the linebacker in the second round. <laughs> well, I was gonna say the tight end we signed, but um no, I will go. How about I will take Trey Boston because I love Trey Boston. Yeah, that's fair. I also, I, I would, I wouldn't have minded seeing more from Trey Boston this year. Yeah. Oh, I've seen more from Trey Boston. I, I don't need to see more. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Sorry, no, Colin, Colin, you throw Listen. some good shade. You throw <laughs> good shade, Colin. I'm telling you, this guy. I don't like defensive players who make it a point to avoid contact. That's just mm. a thing. Mm. Okay. I feel like he always is trying to make big hits in the last two weeks of the season. Like, am I like maybe I'm just paying atten- paying more attention to him, but or maybe he's just around the ball. But it feels like in the last couple games, he's always like trying to get in there and make a lot of contact. But I don't really see that from him the first eight weeks. So you see him trying to make that contact and sailing right by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is totally fair. Um, I am going to take, ah, you know, I'm kind of torn here between youth movement and um, and I'm going to take a big guy up front and it is going to be, 
You know what? I'll take Matt Paradis. Um, I don't. I didn't. Uh, I, I assume the, the the other guy on my list is going to be next. Is going to be the next pick. Um, so I'll, I'll just we'll talk about him then. But um, I just think Matt Paradis played a lot better this year than he did last year. Um, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, he's a center. <laughs> what else are you going to say? Well, the one thing I'll say is, you know, he is, if you were to cut him June 1st, you get you know, nearly $7 million in cap savings for him. So mm-hmm. uh, that was one of the reasons I downgraded him because I, I think there's one, there's, there's a couple guys, about four guys, uh, this team could save some money on and he's one of them. So yeah, if they were so inclined to go that route, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to one of those guys pretty soon. Yeah. He's right. We're right there with, uh, with you know the cut what? guys. I'm I'm believing. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he could form a dynamic uh, front with uh, Mr. Derek Brown. I'm believing the KK Short wants to play football again. Man, you are you are like building the 2017 Panthers. Like, <laughs> I I understand, but when I look at the choices going, you know, down from here, I'm I'm I feel like there's a I feel like there's a step down from the player that KK is to the players that are left on this board. That's fair. When's the last time KK was healthy, though? Mm-hmm. That would be three years ago. <laughs> but but he's At, much right after he got the bag. People yeah. people criticize it, but and KK got that bag. And this is what I warn people about with defensive tackles. This is what I warn people about with defensive tackles. You're you're not wrong. He's saying the right things. I'm choosing to believe uh, because honestly, I think if if he comes back and plays, the the ceiling for this team next season does go up. I mean, if he comes back and plays well. Is there – who was the last Panther that you can think of that they signed to a big deal that played the entire thing out without getting horribly hurt? Didn't Charles Johnson Charles Johnson. Yeah. 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 That's – yeah. But when was that? That was a long time ago. That was 2011 after four years of not signing free agents at Jerry's request. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. how you're up. Uh, it's, it gets real hairy. That's that's also the other thing with this with this exercise is you realize just how short this roster is. Where it's just like, yeah. oh, what are we? We're twelve. We're twelve guys in, and you're well, like, that's, but that's uh, the NFL though. You get to pay about ten to twelve guys, and that's one of the reasons why I'm taking KK because he's one of the guys that was good enough to get paid at least a couple years ago. Twelve guys in, one of which is the theoretical quarterback that we're going to be taking in round one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. Why to recharge? <laughs> right. I'm going to go youth again. Um, upside eater. Yeah. Yep. That was who I thought was good. That was who I was debating between with was YGM or Paradis. I really wish he would embrace the YGM nickname because it does feel like. It could We're really, just going to have to force it on him, Josh. I know, right? what it, it is. It feels it's like he could miss, just like. It's because you miss GVR. That's, we need true. something to fill the GVR hole in our hearts. Best I would just kind of start at, like, beginning questions like, so YGM, a question right. is. Yeah. Like, you just, you just get him used to hearing it, and then all yeah, of a sudden it's, he's just. It's, it's stuck. Okay. Um, ugh. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'm going to have to go Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. I guess, I, you know, I don't even think he's a Carolina next year, honestly. You know what I will say? I also didn't think so. I also thought for sure that he had earned himself a big payday somewhere. Or maybe not a big payday, but a payday somewhere else. But he said something interesting on, our, on the Zoom call 
um, where he said, you know, I played the game where I went to another place and mm-hmm. I was going to be there feature back and it didn't work out so well. He was like, I went there, I signed a deal, I signed a big deal and I was going to be the guy. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh, and I'm cut. And that's what happened to Chicago for him. And he said, you know, there's something to be said for, for knowing exactly what your role is and being comfortable with the coaching staff and, and teammates and, and knowing. So, you know, I mean, he may, he may very well say to himself, Hey, salary caps going down. You're going to give me $1.8 million to stay here and be the backup to CMC. Cool. And, and, and you never, you know, I don't know. I don't, as I said before, I don't think Christian gets the amount of touches that he did last season just mm-hmm. because that was out of pure necessity. Um, I remember the fire and ice duo of um, uh, Deshaun Foster and um, the other Davis, Stephen Davis. Davis. Yeah. It was just, you know, I like, I like two running back systems. You know, mm-hmm. you had D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. So, you know, I, I like it when you can rotate in that position, keep guys fresh. So I'm going to go. My goodness. I, I think it's the best case scenario. Truly as, as similar a back to CMC, I think, as you could find in terms of the ability to pass, catch, and run between the – like the, the offense doesn't change a bit with those guys. Right. I think it's great. Um, you mentioned Steven Davis. He's a guy – he was a Carolina guy. And, you know, stayed here. I think Mike Davis has, has been through the ringer of the NFL, knows it. And, look, based on kind of the timeline, how things work out, do you pay him a little bit more? Because maybe, just maybe, you're going to be shucking and jiving at the top of the draft. Yeah. I... So, I like the pick, is what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. We have not yet gotten to the guys that may be cut, in my opinion. So I'll take uh, Jermaine Carter. Oh, you think Jermaine Carter's not going to make the team next year? No, 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 no. I'm saying we haven't yet gotten to the. There's a oh, there's okay, a free gotcha. agent. There's the, the class okay. of guys gotcha. that I would put in with him, but at, at, because his roster spot is more secure, I, I'm going with them. That makes more sense. Uh, I, that was that that I was. About I may to be have been worded poorly. I've been doing that today. Is this kind of thing? No, it's totally it's <laughs> happens. Um. Team Goldberg is going to be selecting. Uh, you know what? As speaking of guys that may not may not be back or may not or or certainly have gotten cut in the past, I'm going to take Fa Abada, second on the team in sacks, second on the team in quarterback hits. Um, the only the only interior pass rush they had all year. Um, plays Good inside, team. plays outside. Good, uh, incredible story, obviously. And just literally one of the nicest people I've ever met. Not even like football players, athlete. Like literally people in general. One of the nicest people I've ever met. Good pick. I like that. I like that. And I want him back. <sighs> yeah. I, I think we all do. It's like one of those guys where it's like nobody's going to be upset if he's back on the roster. And and he is. And this year the production I think matched the, the story and, and the want to have him on there. Okay, now I gotta pick two. Nikki, you got some silliness. Don't take my pick because I had another guy that I had lined up, but I'm assuming you're not gonna take him. Hmm. Sounds like a dare. Um, (laughs) I'm gonna go. How about if I went Justin Burris? Okay. The next pick you may get mad about. I don't know though. Yeah. My next pick is am I allowed to pick MV Pilardi? Yeah. You definitely are. Um, 
He's, I don't, I, he'll be back. He'll be better than ever. Great. I think it, I, I, I don't know. Oh, if Colin's I, yeah. got words. Uh, will he be back? He and uh, Mr. Charlton were basically identical, and Charlton cost $2 million less. Yeah. I, I, I love don't know. My, I don't know how you have a punting competition, but I think we're about to see one, and I, and I think that um, I think old Joe C. might get the win in that one. I mean, I'm looking at this with some with with the idea that there may be some guys cut. Pilardi was on my list. Burris is actually on the list too because you could potentially oh. save three million dollars um, by cutting him. And, and we don't know what they're going to do in free agency, but I think the, the the four guys that are most likely to to find their way out for purely just cap reasons: Pilardi, Paradis, Burris, and another one we haven't mentioned, Stephen Weatherly who could get you oh, about yeah, $4 million. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you this. Uh, Steven Weatherly will not be getting drafted <laughs> by Team Josh. <laughs> how, many, um, how, many, how many names does your team have? Yeah, exactly. We might get to 40 before Steven gets on the list. Because my, uh, my pro Marty team name is YGM. Oh, I get it. Why? Um, <laughs> my, I see what you did. That's funny. I'm going to take quarterback of the future – Tommy Stevens, give him to me. Put him on the list. Taysom Hill Jr. Man, I will tell you what, you just knew how happy that Matt Rule was to have to have cost the Saints two picks, not just one pick, but two picks to get a guy that is now on the roster of the Carolina Panthers. And they were like, you know what, let's put him on the active roster. You know what, let's give him some carries against the Saints. Like, they, that was – that. that That's- is – that's my energy. That's my kind of energy. <laughs> That's spite. That can, is you, spite can you explain right this? There. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hip to this. What What are we talking about here? Oh, really? No. Um, so the um, so essentially the the rumor, the unverified rumor, because the Saints and Panthers both denied it because it's against NFL rules, was that the Panthers had reached out to Tommy Stevens' agent and said, "When you go undrafted, we're going to sign you." And the Saints had done the same thing. And the agent said to the Saints, hey, the Panthers, we're going to sign with the Panthers. And so uh, in order to spite Joe Brady and the Panthers, the Saints traded back into the seventh round in order to draft Tommy Stevens, drafted Tommy Stevens, may have sent a text to Joe Brady uh, afterwards that I don't remember exactly what it said, but it may have said something along the lines of, suck it something like that Uh, (laughs) and ultimately ended up putting tommy stevens on the practice squad the panthers signed him off of their practice squad made him their protected guy for the next like four weeks put him on the active roster and we saw like they they literally used him like Taysom hill like just like him like and he and he looks like Taysom Hill too. Like in in uniform, like he looks like a Taysom Hill type guy. I'd be really interested to see what number he wears next year, and, and how they use him, especially if Joe Brady theoretically is not here. If they are even interested in using somebody like that, it's just and we're at the point in the draft where Nikki just drafted a punter. So I'm going to take the shot with uh, the next Taysom Hill. <laughs> I, I just like the energy, though. I just mm-hmm. like the energy from uh, anything petty, anything like I'm go okay. I'm going to take that committed to memory and then i'm gonna roll that back out and get you i like it we play in sean payton's division petty is what we do around here (laughs) (laughs) all right colin it's it's time for me um i I think we've talked about the fact that um that we don't want to change over the line completely 
Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go with Chris Reed here and believe that they will wow. re-sign a guy that played um, nearly all the snaps for them on the offensive line this year. Chris Reed over John Miller, really? Uh, basically, if you look at my list, they're, they, may be, they may be kissing cousins right next to each other. That's fair. I like John Miller because he's nicknamed Big Boosie. Well, yes. if, if, well, that nickname would have, would have bumped him up, I have to be yeah. honest. That's you know you got to do your research on these guys. That's why you get them in the you get them in the room and you ask them questions. You took a guy that played four snaps for this team and, and has a guaranteed roster spot somehow. So we're at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Bravion Roy. Yeah. I think, I mean, he's a rule guy, but not only is he a rule guy, I think he did well i mean he's not a big tackle he's only six one but he plays bigger than what he is um and i thought he did a formidable job i don't think that he came i don't think when they draft or when they uh signed him that they thought that he would get the burn that he got this year but because kk went out hurt you know i think bravion did a did a decent job so mm-hmm. i'm gonna take I, him there i would agree with you that on all points and then roll it back, John Miller. Mm, there you go. All right. If 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 Teddy stays, he and John are cool. They went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was he was pretty reliable and a pretty good interview, also. So. I agree. I agree. Well, I'm very excited at this point in the draft to be able to add to my uh, my vaunted defensive line. Um, by adding Marquise Haynes. Uh, and I was looking at him, too. You know it's, four, a, you know it's a good sessions. pick when everybody goes like, ah, oh, that was my guy. That's what we're looking for. Was he third in the third in the league or third on the team in sacks? He was. Let me see here. I'll tell you in just one second. Third. Yep. Yep. Burns, Obata, and Haynes. I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anybody when I two, four, six. So we're at six guys. Um, you know what? Uh oh. I just want to go in front. I want to get in front of this because I think Nikki's got uh, um, the hive on her mind, and I will take Chris Manhurts. And that's very on brand for me. Man Hurts Hive comes to Team Josh. But you know what? Also, um, probably the best tight end that they had on their roster this year, performance-wise. Just Did saying. someone bury that bar? I was going to say. <laughs> I wa- You know, midway through the season, I watched, I watched Ian Thomas' highlights from Indiana just to remember what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have, like eight catches in Indiana? That is great. Ah, phenomenal eight catches, though. It's raw, raw talent. You know what, though? But a, but a great example, he was first pick, was it day three? Every, everybody loved it. Every, boom, Panthers, surefire. They got a good one right there. Look at that great value pick. And not just locally, I mean nationally. Mm-hmm. I don't like this game anymore because now it's like, I don't know who will actually be on this roster. <laughs> I just want to point out that just for uh, – I'll give you one more second to um, – be, because you're a 2-4, two, 2-4-6. Four, two, four, These will be your last two picks, Nikki. I want to go two. through, I want to go through your, your roster from the last time that we did this <laughs> exercise, just for fun. Yes. Uh, do you have your all roster, the rosters? 
was I do have all the rosters actually. Uh, was so we missed last year for some reason. But your roster was in order of picks. You had Luke Keekley, Curtis Samuel, Greg Olson, Shaq Thompson, Fozzie Whitaker. Now here's where it goes off the rails a little bit. Taylor Heineke, Mike Pilardi, <laughs> get him back on the team. You know you're, that's a Nikki guy for sure. Amini Silatolu, not sure how he snuck in there uh, that high in the draft. Jermaine Carter still made the team. And Tyler Larson, um, who I don't know if you have seen his Twitter recently, but he has um, – we have different viewpoints on things. Um, in my defense, I thought that I had to have a running back, and he was the only thing that was left. <laughs> mm. So – I mean, we can only go up, right? Absolutely. Um, can I go Troy nope. Pride Jr.? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That's a great pick. That's a really good pick. I love him. It's a good value pick. And Very then awesome. can this be like when I draft in real life for uh, fantasy and leave the eighth spot open like I, like I do? <laughs> no, 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 you cannot. Oh, so that's okay. That's not an option. I mean, am I going to take the – no, uh, I don't want Gruden. I'll go Dennis Daly. Yeah, that's a good pick. I'll go Dennis Daly because I don't know if we see Greg Little ever again. I feel like there's a lot. There's a fair amount of left tackle value out there. There's three of them just sitting. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not 100% sure I'm going to take any of them because I really want to take – like my, my first of all, my undrafted free agent call list is full right now because I got a lot of people that I'm making phone calls to <laughs> during this round. Um, to, to, to bring them in to team Josh. Uh, but I am going to take, Oh man. It's hard now. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely hard. Um, unfortunately we have a strict, no paying in Bitcoin rule. So that rules out one specific player and <laughs> it's so I aggravating to me. It's, <laughs> It's incredible, especially the fact say that, but golly, just don't follow him on Twitter. Okay. Just don't can I, Colin was that, that was you that said, don't, if you're not playing, you shouldn't, if you're not playing on Sunday, you shouldn't be tweeting on Sunday either. Like those. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Somebody said that somebody on Panthers Twitter, which shout out to Panthers Twitter because they are so toxic and reckless (laughs) and I love it. Somebody said they should be paying him in stick coin because that's all he did this season. <laughs> oh man. Um I'm gonna take ah, you know what my team is my team is uh you know what it's my team, so I'm gonna take Omar Bayless, king of training camp, that um that I got asked on Twitter more about Omar Bayless and when Omar Bayless was coming off IR than anybody else for the first like six weeks of the season. Everybody wanted to when's Omar Bayless coming off? Is he eligible to come off? So um I don't think uh, I don't necessarily think that he's going to make the team next year, but you know what? Who cares? He was he was really good for those three days of practice. Really, really good. Well, there's there's one gaping hole that everyone has so far neglected, and I'm I'm not going to neglect it. Not on not on team YGM. Uh, JJ Jansen needs to be brought back. There's plenty of there's plenty of holes that need to be plugged. Let's not start tinkering around with long snappers this season. Pay the man a little bit, little bit. Let him keep his kids and everybody here. Move forward, JJ Jansen is your longs. Do you think that he's on the team next year on the Carolina Panthers next year? 
I, 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 it would, it would be a very easy position to not value. Yeah. Until it's burned you. Mm. I think, I mean, I think it's retired. I think it's either he's, he's either coaching Dilworth little league or he is long snapping for the Panthers. Like, I don't think he's going to go and, but I also said that about a bunch of other dudes that are play, that played another, an extra year somewhere. So who the hell knows? Mom Do says you're going to play. Two? You're going to play. No, you only have one. You have one pick Just right one. now. Just one. Six, this six, is seven. tough because hmm, there's a guy who has not been picked who made a huge contribution to the Panthers this year. Mm-hmm. at a position where they really needed help. Mm-hmm. And I know Troy Pride was picked earlier. But I think they keep Russell Douglas. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go Russell Douglas with my last pick. Mm-hmm. That's. Do you think he is back next year? I think I, I do. Think, yeah, I do too. Yeah. I do. I think yeah. I think he is a rule type guy. He's a team guy. He, you know, he had his he he didn't play as well toward the end of the season as he did when he came in unexpectedly, but I think he's shown enough and he's some he's a veteran presence on that um in that secondary alongside um Dante and I think I think they'll just need that I I think they need his presence in that room um so yeah I think they'll bring him back now whether he makes it to the end I mean I don't know but yeah I think yeah. they'll bring him back I think that's a guy that that is the kind of signing that ultimately ends up um making your team better you know like it it that nobody really pays attention to unless you are following the team very closely like right. nobody there there is no national writer that's like hey you know who was pretty good was Rasul Douglas but like there here in Charlotte, we know that he was, he was good. Certainly for the first half of the season, I think he fell right. off like a lot of other guys did in the second half of the season. Um, but I think there, when, when they needed him to, he was, he was good for the first half. A lot of guys went undrafted in this thing. Um, some highlights uh, on the undrafted free agent waiver wire still available. Alex Arma, um, uh, rookie punter, Joe Charlton still available. Corn elder, Sam Franklin, Will, Will Greer did not get drafted, <laughs> not surprisingly. Uh, let's see who else was. Rodney was, Smith was on. Yeah, was, Rodney Smith was on my list as well. Austin uh, Russell, Larkin. Russell Okung uh, made $13 million and made, went undrafted uh, for in this exercise. Uh, 52. He, yep, 52 did not get drafted. <laughs> I was actually not even going to mention him, but, yeah, no, you are absolutely right. Surprise! Actually, uh, PJ Walker, I thought had a chance of getting drafted. That's who I was. That's who I was. That's I was teetering between him and um, Russell. Yeah. I, I also had Trent Scott and Reggie Bonifant on my list, just of like guys that I might have thought about. Trent Scott played a lot of downs, and you heard Matt Rule talk about him all the time. We never really followed up because it was just like we always just assumed that he was just a guy. <laughs> but I think that he is. I, I do think they like him a lot more than we think that they do if that makes sense. So I, I would, it would be really surprising if Trent Scott was not on the team. I will do a quick read back of the teams. Um, let's start with Nikki. What's your team name? Uh, the fighting Josh Kleins. Wow. All right. Well, I like, I mean, I, I like being mentioned. Obviously I like my name. I knew uh, you would enjoy it. Derek Brown, 
man, your team is kind of stacked. Derek Brown, Robbie Anderson, the first round quarterback that they will take in the 2021 draft. Trey Boston, uh, Justin Burris, Mike Pilardi, <laughs> Troy Pride Jr., and Dennis Daly. It is funny you took Pilardi way too early, but then Pride and Daly, I do feel like made up for yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. So you you really made up for it in the uh, in the in the last few rounds. Um, Team Goldberg, Josh Klein, uh, Jeremy Chin, DJ Moore, Dante Jackson, Matt Paradis, F.A. Abada, quarterback of the future, Tommy Stevens, the Man Hurts Hive, and wide receiver Omar Bayless. Colin, what's your team name? Uh, YGM. YGM, question mark. Yes. CMC, Teddy Bridgewater, Shaq Thompson, Kwan Short, Jermaine Carter, Chris Reed, Marquise Haynes, and Jonathan Jonathan Jansen. Bashtai, your team name? The Hurt Locker. Oh, I like it. The oh. Hurt Locker, led by Brian Burns, Taylor Moten, Curtis Samuel, YGM, Mike Davis, Bravion Roy, Big Boosie, and Rasul Douglas. We want to hear from you guys if you made it this far, which I would assume everybody did. Uh, yeah. Let us know on Twitter who you think had the best team. I think it's obviously me, at Josh Klein Rules. Colin is at Colin CLT. Vashti is at Vashti Hurt at Keep Blitzing too, right? Both mm-hmm. of them? Yeah. Nikki's at Nikki704. Let us know. Tweet it out. Tweet it out. I'm not feeling as confident with my team after you read them back. It's no, you know, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm like, uh, Nikki kind of caught me off guard with that QB of the future, man. Mm-hmm. I was just like, man. Mm-hmm. It happens. That's what happens. You get in a draft, all of a sudden you get tilted. You're you're turning into the Vikings. Uh, you're not turning in the card. We're getting Jordan Gross. It happens. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, by the way, uh, Team YGM, very excited to add Christian Miller and Colin Thompson to Futures Contract. Contracts. Wow. You got oh. Miller opting back in. So you guys are still doing the podcast. I'm making important phone calls over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say real quick before we wrap up, um, Bashtai, uh, I as a regular listener of Quick Blitz, it's like literally one of my favorite podcasts. So we're really happy. Thank to do you. Thank so you. I really do enjoy listening to you and she to talk every week. So um, so thank you for, Some, for doing sometimes that. I think we're gonna get a call from like Ryan. It's gonna say, <laughs> uh, Bashtai, you and Sheeta did a little too much this week, but so far so good. So we're still rolling. Thank Literally, you. my favorite moment of the year was when you were talking about Christian McCaffrey's quad injury, and you were like, quad injury that he got during a personal workout. <laughs> Sheena, what does that sound like it means to you? And she was like, there was like a moment of silence. She was like, I don't want to say it. And <laughs> I was just, it just made it like I had to, I was laughing so hard that I had to like pause my podcast. It was great. <laughs> That's great. Just one more time for everyone that may have missed it. Vashti, can you tell everybody know where you can, uh, they can find you on the internet and whatnot? Oh, yeah. So, um, carolinablitz.com. And then you can follow me on Twitter, personal Twitter, Vashti Hurt, and then all of the content at uh, Keep Blitzen. And then, of course, Quick Blitz Podcast. Fabulous. This has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network. Vashti Hurt. Your one-day contract is up. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah, my, yeah, I did need to read my team. Tommy Stevens. Tommy Stevens, baby. Quarterback of the future. Jason Hill, Jr.